Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesdays with the Fun Guy. And this time around, we are discussing the Miami Grand Prix. Now, I've been online and I've had some mixed reviews about the race, actually. Because, look, in my opinion, com- comparing this weekend to last year's Miami Grand Prix or the last weekend we had this season, which was the Azerbaijan GP, this race was actually a banger. You know, there was mixed grade at the start of the race. There were not many incidents like uh, we had in Australia. Also, fun fact, this was only the 14th race, I believe, where every single driver took the checkered flag, like every single driver crossed the finish line. That's that's really fascinating, to be fair. Now, thankfully, FIA and me, actually, I should thank me as well. We've decided to not make any changes for the actual weekend or the podcast itself. So there's that. So this weekend we actually had the FP1, FP2, FP3, Quali and then the normal race and happy days. So without further ado, here is the race result for this week's Miami Grand Prix. Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez taking 1-2, Max winning it and we'll move on. Okay, here is where actual racing happens. Fernando Alonso is on the podium for the fourth time this season out of the five races that he could be and the one race he was off the podium he finished P4 so I'm actually happy for Fernando Alonso his consistency this season is unmatchable or not quite I'll tell you why Fernando Alonso in P3 behind him was George Russell in his Mercedes who finishes P4 Behind him was Carlos Sainz in P5. Next up was Lewis Hamilton who finished P6. And a poor weekend for Charles Leclerc who finished P7. Then the two Alpines of Gasly and Ocon finished P8 and 9. And Kevin Magnussen takes the final points paying position in P10. Now I told you Fernando Alonso is not the only consistent driver on the grid out there. Now with no, we are not considering Red Bulls, but we are considering their sister team because it was the Alpha Tauri of Yuki Tsunoda who finished P11. Now, Yuki has finished the first two races in P11, the next two races in P10, and this race in P11. My Mr. Consistency. Now, P12, Lance Stroll in his Aston Martin is okay because he, he was knocked out in Q1. On Saturday now I missed the qualifying but I don't know what was the reason but I still believe he should at least be in the points considering his teammate was up on the podium and Fernando Alonso actually qualified on the front row so yeah I expected better of Lance Stroh then in P13 was Valtteri Bottas P14 was the Williams of Alexander Albon in P15 another house of Nico Ulkenberg and Kwanijo finished P16. Lando Norris, what have they done to my guy? He, you know, he should be in the front fighting for world titles. But instead, he's, he's finishing P17. 87 seconds behind the race leader. And bottom three are our rookies. Are our rookies for this season. The Alpha Tauri of Nick DeVries finishes P18. Then Oscar Piastri finishes P19 and home hero Logan Sargent finishes P20. So, but still, 
all the 20 drivers have finished and that's worth noting I guess. So let us talk about the weekend. So let us start with free practice one and now if I'm discussing practice that means I'm discussing it for either happy reasons or controversial reasons and this time around put your guess because it was a Mercedes 1-2 in free practice one at Miami. Don't worry they qualified P6 and P13 so there's that but FP1 Mercedes 1-2 pretty good you know those little moments of happiness help me cope with the depression that's been going on in my life because of Mercedes and Ferrari now this is not a therapy session that will be soon just message me on Instagram at the rate dnynrej underscore gore that is not a great plug by the way but yeah FP2 Charles Leclerc crashes out FP3 FP3 you know what was the most interesting part about FP3 was Elon Musk was in the Red Bull garage and we are in America they do say garage not garage there so Elon Musk was in the garage and Jeff Bezos was on the McLaren pit wall so you know couple of hundreds of billion dollars just you know laying in the paddock I just wish I could have a fraction of them but no not no not another therapy session but Quali now mind you it's it's not you know it's not professional of me to miss the qualifying but qualifying I've seen the highlights and only the highlights have had so many incidents like Lewis almost run into the back of Kevin Magnussen or Ferrari guys impeded someone and yeah too many incidents but Q2 was where you know I actually got sad watching that again because was Lewis Hamilton who was out in his Mercedes qualified P13 last year it was the Mercedes of George Russell who was out in Q2 same place here this time around it was the seven time world champion now Q3 look okay we'll, I'll tell you what has happened so Q3 Max Verstappen starts his first flying lap and he he kind of goes wide into turn 6 and going into turn 7 he completely locked up and he does not lock up basically but he catches the car and he goes wide and he has to abort his first flying lap he goes back into the pit lane and then there, there was like 2-3 minutes to go Charles starts his second flying lap meanwhile Sergio Perez has put in his fastest lap and is currently on pro, uh, provisional pole position then it was the Aston Martin of Fernando Alonso in P2 and Kevin Magnussen in his house was actually P4. So Charles Leclerc starts his final flying lap and going into turn 7, he loses the car and he takes it into the wall, bringing out the red flags for the session to not be resumed and giving the pole position to Sergio Perez on a front row start for Fernando Alonso with the Haas in P4. But that's not the you know the worth noting part the worth noting part was Max Verstappen had not set a time and he was P9 and that was his final position now this qualifying actually gave me hopes for <laughs> hopes for a title battle I, I just think you know when I speak you know, I hear it loud it's just like it's so funny that I expected that there will be a title fight this season but from P9 to P1 it's been 39 years since Nikki Lauda I believe 
some driver has won from P9 on the grid. Max Verstappen, take about that drive, was absolutely magnificent. Like, there are not amount of enough adjectives in the English dictionary to describe that drive, I believe. I will get into that as well. No, if you have not guessed it, I've actually written down the incidents that have happened and I'm just going through them and then we'll discuss, you know, Max Verstappen and we'll discuss some things just after this worth noting incidents. So, P9 Max, it was actually a mixed upgrade, you know, Lance Stroll was out in Q1, Hamilton was P13 Max and Charles was starting behind. Checker one pole, Haas in P4, everyone was kind of out of position. Then the race, then the race was underway and it did not take much time to get every single car into its, you know, deserving kind of position. Because it was a clean getaway for the front runners, or I should say the first 15 guys. Because Nick DeVries, man, is at horrendous season so far and, you know, I'm I'm still happy, I'm still amazed by the way that in his first race or the second race in Formula 1 last year when he was subbing in for Alexander Albon at Monza, that was a good drive. But I guess it's now overcompensating for the amount of mistakes he's made this season. Last time around Azerbaijan, he DNF'd because he crashed into a wall and broke his suspension. This time on the first lap, he hit the McLaren of Lando Norris, it was, I guess, because Oscar Piastri actually gained five positions on the opening lap. So, Nick DeVries, I'm hoping that, you know, he just switches it on or goes into a better form, I believe, because he's had, no, not him, actually, Charles Leclerc has had as many crashes as Mick Schumacher had last season. So, yeah, I don't know how it went from uh, Nick DeVries kind of criticism to Charles Leclerc's horrendous luck, like, uh, no, again, it's not a therapy session, so the race was kind of clean, except for the Nick DeVries incident, and Max Verstappen, he knows, he, you know, he's a two-time world champion now, I just cannot call him young at this point, because he's been in the sport since 2016, so, he has that experience. He's a two-time world champion. He knows he has that car, which can take him to at least podium, if not the win. So, carefully, as he has done at Saudi, he's being careful into turn one, just keeping his car safe and just surviving turn one and then taking ticking them off one by one, lap by lap. Fernando Alonso, I mentioned, it was a pretty much a lonely race because Carlos Sainz was ahead. No, it was, Carlos Sainz was actually behind him, but then Carlos got a five seconds time penalty for speeding in the pit lane. It was a big lockup considerably. But Ferrari, I'm, I'm not talking about Ferrari. It's, it's just too painful. You can hear from my voice itself. Fernando Alonso P3, congratulations, actually. I'm, I'm actually happy for him. It may not look like it. But the way the way you can actually listen or you can hear that I'm not excited because I've written down these things on which I have to speak. But I've just read that it was Fernando's P3 and next thing I read is Charles' difficult weekend. And that, that actually brings me sadness. He's had a difficult weekend. 
he's been in on the post race interviews he has said that you no know, the mistake that he made in qualifying was not acceptable but he has said on the race that this car is so incredibly difficult to be on the limit with and i guess agree, i agree even uh, carlos agrees carlos even said that he's revealed it then cause that ferrari I, it's giving me I don't know what vibes is it giving me but it's definitely difficult for the drivers to be on the limit with that car and I hope Ferrari do their magic as you no know, McLaren have said that they'll bring some major upgrades at Imola now Imola is on the horizon in fact it is the next race weekend I believe so yeah it's the first upgrade milestone for teams to bring and um i hope ferrari do bring you know, if not the title that at least should be challenging for not the podium but they should at least be challenging for p2 you know at least fight cuz once you are ahead of the red bull there's no way to defend okay but there's no way to defend from the red bull and ferrari are, well ferrari cuz hamilton just sticks off charles leclerc you know like like this he just dives bomb and it works because it's ferrari it's no no it actually it actually pains me i liked vettel so much vettel was in ferrari michael schumacher in ferrari charles leclerc was a brill is a brilliant talent to be fair this season only this season he has been making a lot of mistakes but is a brilliant young driver no Prost was in Ferrari, Niki Lauda, and so many great drivers. Such a great team, such a great car manufacturing brand, and to see them struggle in what perhaps is the greatest racing event in history, the Formula One is of course the pinnacle of motorsport. Stop. No more Ferrari for rest of this episode. We'll talk about Fernando Alonso. Though continuing on Fernando Alonso. P3 and you'll be doing like oh what am i supposed to do okay let me know on the gap behind let me know on the gap ahead have there been any incidents or is there you know is the driver behind me gaining or are they on some different strategy no that's not fernando alonso he uses just 50% of his brain to drive the car the other time it is used to make strategies you know to beat the drivers around him and this time around a part of it went to watching television like you know for the grandstands you have these big screens he actually saw Lance Stroll make a move into turn 1 for P13 it was and not only that, not after the race it says so while driving he goes on to the radio and says what position is Lance in great move into turn 1 by the way I, i'm just going like I'm, I'm confused, dude. You going, you going so fast. Just f- focus on the drive. No, he is at time. Then that's Fernando Alonso for you, the man who ended the Ferrari dominance. You know, it was Fernando Alonso will always and will not always hold a special place in my heart. Now that came out weird, but Fernando Alonso is Fernando Alonso. You know, there will never be like Fernando. Schumacher there could Senna and Fernando Alonso and Hamilton are like three only drivers in my eyes where I actually can say that okay no one can replicate them there there's never going to be another Ayrton Senna Lewis Hamilton or Fernando Alonso that's it that's the statement I am making now for 
Fernando Alonso is watching TV, but Verstappen and his you know fight back from P9 was actually pretty strong. He took uh, he ticked off Max was uh, he ticked off Kevin Magnussen. I apologize. He ticked off Mag- Magnussen and Charles Leclerc into going into turn one, a double overtake, and it was not just his car; it was actually his presence of mind where he just hung back and he waited for his moment where he knew that Charles and Magnussen would compromise their exits of coming out of final corner that would allow him to make a move and the superior straight line speed with DRS Verstappen it was easy peasy but that presence of mind that was fa- fabulous like I told you not enough adjectives in the English dictionary next up was Probably a heartbreaking one for many Hamilton fans out there, but it was not heartbreaking, you know, it was just to feel what it's like to be on the other side of the coin, I believe, because Hamilton was asked to make way for George Russell. Now, Hamilton, who qualified P13, was actually running P5 at one point, and George Russell was behind him, so Bono goes and says, Okay, we're not holding, you know, we're not racing George, he's in his own race, you are. In a different race, you are racing Ocon though. So I just remember Hamilton was in P6 and Ocon was in P5. You're racing Ocon, but you're not racing George. So when he gets close, you have to make space. Like that was the message. Not exact message, but you know, it was clear. Hamilton goes on the radio and says, If George wants to go by, he can go by. I'm not fighting him, but I'm not backing off of Ocon. Like, I know George wants to get past. I know George wants to get past, but I'm not letting Ocon go that easily. So next lap or two laps after George Russell gets past, and George, being George, appreciates his teammate making way for him. But yeah, the seven-time world champion makes way for his young teammate. Talking about Max Verstappen's comeback, when he overtook George Russell on the back straight. Max Verstappen was going 350 kilometers an hour. That that's that's rapid. That's fast. That's very fast. That's mind-blowingly fast. Now I'm just waiting for Monza and Mexico to actually see what is the top speed of that Red Bull and can it actually break the 372? It was Valtteri Bottas reached it, I guess. In his Williams on the same track at Mexico, we'll see that Red Bull in a straight line is is faster than rocket ship. There, I've said it. It's it's just too fast. I cannot believe it. And the Miami, I guess that is it for this episode. Uh, if you have not guessed it, I'm actually in a bit of a hurry, so this episode is kind of all over the place. And I've I had actually written down some things which I was supposed to read, and I did actually uh, read them, but I didn't elaborate them as much as I should have. I I like to keep this episode short. And basically, this weekend, I'll tell you why this episode seems so boring. It just, it may as well just be me, but this weekend featured no yellow flags. No, I mean, the race featured no yellow flags, no virtual safety cars, no safety cars, no red flags and no retirement. So it was pretty much a blunt race weekend, but overtakes galore. 
after that Azerbaijan Grand Prix overtakes Kolo at Miami. Max Verstappen P9 to P1, winning by 5 seconds, you know, fantastic drive. Sergio Perez was on pole, he did not make any mistakes, the difference was strategy, you know, I could, everyone is saying that it's the strategy, but I just cannot ignore the fact that Max Verstappen on that hard was different breed. He was in a league of his own. The pace he had on those hard from lap 20 to lap 40, as Christian Honor said, it was, honestly, it was mind-blowing. So, yeah, Max, this time around, he deserved that win. And the championship gap is back in double digits. So, I hope Sergio Perez, come on, do your best, give it all. I'm rooting for you, mate. So, yes, guys, that is it for this episode. Now, before going, here are some fun facts. But I guess I have said this, that this race was only the 14th race where all the drivers took the checkered flag, where all drivers finished the, crossed the finish line. But the next fact I have written down here is this Max Verstappen is only the fifth time that a driver has won from P9 on the grid and as I mentioned last time a driver won from P9 on the grid was Nicky Lauda back 39 years ago that's a pretty long time that is that time is longer than Lewis Hamilton has been alive take that into account so yeah I tried something new there you know with taking the notes while watching the race and just hearing fun facts and just writing them so i know this episode was all over the place but if you ever enjoyed it for whatsoever reason by the way if you enjoyed this episode you need to get yourself checked because even i didn't enjoy this episode and i apologize to every single one of you out there for this episode being so shaky but yes thank you so much for watching this episode if you want to have a conversation if you want to you know leave a review if you want to criticize make sure you you do it on my socials twitter is at the rate dny and raj underscore g-o-r-e underscore and instagram is actually at the rate dny and raj underscore g-o-r-e so thank you so much for listening guys and i see you in the next one which is the imola grand prix and Adimola will have so many upgrades to discuss about McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari. Can any of them challenge or get close to the Red Bulls? Probably not. But yeah, we leave that for the next one. So thank you so much, guys. See you in the next one.